Welcome to Friends with Health Benefits, a podcast by Mothership made for parents and caregivers, where health expert parents share advice, stories, and resources. I'm Martella Esposito, founder of Mothership, a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing credible, relatable, and empathetic health resources to parents. Welcome to episode two, where we meet Laura, mom of three, doula, and co-founder of The Nesting Place. We are excited to welcome Laura, who is a mom of three, a doula, and co-founder of The Nesting Place and Hillary, who is a mom of two who recently gave birth during the COVID-19 pandemic in Long Island, New York, to talk about informed choice and how to create empowering childbirth experiences. Laura, let's start with what inspired you to become a doula and start the Nesting Place Wellness and Support Center for Moms. I became a doula in college after I took a women's studies class and we talked a lot about the medicalization of childbirth in the United States and how oftentimes the power is really taken away from the woman and put into the hands of her providers. So I sort of had a revelation and felt a calling to do something about it. Um, And that's when I discovered doula work. Um, So pretty soon after that, I took a doula training with Dona um, back in New York and became a doula right away and really dove headfirst into the work and have been doing it ever since in um, a, du- a number of capacities, whether it be through attending births or just supporting moms remotely, helping my friends through their pregnancies and births, and really myself when I became a mom, um, you know, having that background information and knowing what my choices were when I became pregnant really helped me to achieve a positive outcome for my first birth. So fast forward 10 years later, and I met a new mom who had um, a seven-month-old, actually the same age as my twins were. And she approached me as a doula and the organization that I work with, the Long Island Doula Association, um, really looking to change the way that moms enter motherhood because she felt that she had prepared in all the traditional ways, but she really wasn't fully prepared and still struggled um, in her postpartum period. And, you know, the more we we got to talking, you know, I had presented my challenges with getting moms out to some of the programs and services available presently in our community. And we really felt that Long Island needed a place for moms to congregate both prenatally and in the postpartum period, a place they can continuously come to feel supported, um, find educational resources and connect with peers who are going through similar life stages. And that's how we opened up the nesting place. That's wonderful. And it's been really inspiring watching you go from idea to crowdfunding campaign to thriving center for families. And we're really excited that you're working with us at Mothership as a health partner to bring your expertise and your resources to even more moms, including your childbirth class, which we will talk about a little more later. But right now, I'd like to chat about how parents can create an empowered birth experience So when we think about preparing for birth, you know, there's so many different options out there, whether it be the place that you birth or the type of birth that you wish to have, how many people you would like in the room and who those people are. There's just so many things to navigate. 
And, you know, it's super important for moms to really understand what those choices are so that they can create the birthing environment that they want. I can't stress enough the importance of informed choice when it comes to pregnancy, birth, and even postpartum. Now, what is informed choice? So informed choice as it relates to care during pregnancy and birth is when a decision is made after gathering information about the situation, asking questions about various approaches, having a chance to discuss the options, and sit and think about what feels right for you, and then proceeding with the decision after these steps have been taken. Knowing about informed choice is one of the most powerful tools a pregnant or birthing person can have in their toolkit. Thank you, Laura. That makes a lot of sense, and it's unfortunate that this isn't standard practice. And Hillary, you've recently given birth during this unexpected time in history with the pandemic. What was this recent experience for you like of preparing for, making choices, and giving birth? So going into finding out that we were expecting, it was a very exciting time. Um, I was actually with uh, OB and found someone that I love, but she doesn't deliver. So we were actually handed off to her brother and who has absolutely no bedside manner. So I started expressing to my boyfriend, and we were only a couple weeks along at this point, that I wanted to explore doing a home birth. He was like, you have lost your mind. There is no way. What if something happens? What if, what if, what if? So we went there and he was, he stepped back and was like, you know what? You're the one that has to go through this experience. I will support you in whatever decision you want, as long as I get to, you know, ask the questions that will make me feel comfortable. So he did. And everyone basically that we told that we were doing a home birth in the beginning. So this was like uh, August, we found out that we were doing a home birth, thought that we were crazy. And then come March, I was hospitalized for flu and pneumonia. And that was when the onset of Corona kind of like took over everything. We came home from the hospital into everyone being on lockdown. And everyone that we spoke to was like, I think that this is such a great experience. I can't believe that you guys had this all in line. This is so smart of you guys where before they were like, you have lost your mind. There's no way that I would ever want to go into an experience like this. So it was just funny to watch how quarantine and Corona changed everyone's opinion from looking at what I wanted as something that was so outlandish and so crazy to now it seems like everyone was leaning towards that. Wonderful. So how did you decide that you wanted a home birth in this, in this, for this birth? Well, with the first experience that I had, I knew I wanted a female doctor and it took me quite a while to find a female doctor. I had to switch practices like three or four times. When I finally found my doctor, she seemed in the beginning to be very like hands-on and care. But once it came down to my birth, it made me feel as if I was just a number on a sheet of paper. And I, being, I was 22 when I gave birth to my daughter, I wanted someone who knew my name and knew a little bit more about me and appreciated the experience just as much as I did. When I went to the hospital, I had nurses rushing in that I didn't know their names or who they were or, um, 
anything uh, really about them or them about me. And the experience that I was wanting was just something more nurturing. So when I started my research, it led me to more of the home birth route and dealing with midwives and more of like the educated choice, really, Um, knowing all your options. And right from my first interview with my midwives, they gave me all the information about all the options that I had. Uh, Whereas I had never had that experience before the doctors kind of steer you in the route that they think is best for you and don't even mention the options. Uh, So that was different and more along the lines of what I was looking for. They take the time to get to know my past experience with uh, the birth of my first and what I did not like about it, what I liked about it and got to know what I was wanting out of this birth which was very important to me. So it was sort of a redemptive experience for you. Very much so. (laughs) Very much so. It's always great to hear what's important to you and your priorities are taken into consideration and you feel like you were able to have the experience you want. Um, I was wondering if uh, Laura could maybe speak about what what sort of advice you give to moms who are exploring different sorts of birthing setups and birthing options and how they find what what makes sense for them. I think that a lot of times people, once they get into the pregnancy and start thinking about the birth experience that they want, it becomes very overwhelming when they start to unravel the amount of choices that are out there. And, you know, if you start to Google things, it starts very quickly is overwhelming. One of the things I love to do is talk to people about birth before they're even pregnant, because I think that that's it's a better opportunity to kind of open up the conversation because they're not, you know, defensive and they don't already have this like fear instilled them in them about it because, you know, they're not like deep in worrying about pregnancy and all the other things that come along with, you know, being pregnant. And so I think thinking about these things and having conversations with women in advance of pregnancy is one of the most important things we can do to educate people about their choices because it can take some time for them to kind of think about it and ask questions and, um, you know, that's, that's, I think, the best way for, for women to really start thinking about what choices they may want for their own births when, when that does happen, you know. Uh, but that doesn't always happen. You know, one of the things that I recommend is for, for moms to explore these choices is to have conversations with multiple people, right? So not just having the conversation with their medical provider, um, but joining a mom's group and talking to other moms about their experiences because you start to pull little things from each person's story and it really starts to help moms formulate like what what sounds good to them. Great. Thank you, Laura. What happens if you realize like in the middle of your pregnancy that what you thought you wanted to do is actually different than what you what you want or maybe you, you thought you found a good fit for this experience but you're actually feeling like maybe it's not. What what advice do you have for folks that are just sort of not feeling comfortable as when they're already, they've already started that journey? Yeah. I mean, my, my advice would be, you know, to listen to those intuitions. You know, I I think that your mother instinct and your motherhood intuition starts long before you have your baby in your arms. And I always encourage my clients and moms that I speak with my friends and family you know, if you start to feel uncomfortable when you start having these conversations with your provider or if there's something, a red flag that goes up, you know, take that seriously, right? Because you know better than anybody um, what's best for you and your baby. 
And, you know, I think we put a lot of times we put medical providers on this pedestal, right? And like, if there was something wrong, they would be telling me. But when it comes to pregnancy and birth, that's so not always the case, right? Because something may not be wrong medically, but something inside of you is feeling off. That's just as important to me as something that's wrong medically, you know? And so what I would say is like, you know, always get a second opinion or again, like start to have these conversations with other people. And just, you know, the last piece to it it, for me is that it's never too late to switch providers. You know, you may go through eight months of your pregnancy. And then when you start to have these conversations around delivery, you see that your, you know, preferences are not aligned with um, what the doctor, you know, usually does. And it's okay to switch at that point too. You know, there are providers who take late transfers. This is something they do often, but it's not something you get to do often. Um, And so, you know, listening to those instincts and really pursuing other options and, uh, you know, choices is something that I I don't think it's ever too late to do. I don't know if Hillary would add anything to that. I was going to ask Hillary, how did that all feel? Yeah, I I couldn't agree with everything she said more, especially when you have that little like tingling in your gut initially that something's not right. And like I said, um, for my first being so young, you do look at providers, you know, your doctors as, as God, really, you know, they, they know all and, and, um, you just think that there's no way that they would steer you in a, in a wrong direction, but just because they wouldn't steer you in a wrong direction doesn't mean that their idea of what's best for you lines up with what you want and what you think is best for you. Like I said, switching four times, in in my first pregnancy, finding that that courage took a lot uh, to switch, especially when it got to the third and the fourth time, because it was like, how many times am I going to switch? You know, maybe I'm just looking for something that doesn't exist. And I wish in my first that I would have had the mom groups and taken the class. We uh, took Laura's class actually um, with friends of ours for my second pregnancy. And having that outlet to ask questions and to talk to other moms on Facebook in mom groups and ask friends of mine that have had um, birth experiences similar to what I was wanting really helped me uh, along. Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing I would add, too, is that oftentimes when we're put in, when we're, you know, seeing our OB for our, our visits, you're in sort of a vulnerable place, right? You're typically in a gown or, you know, it just may not be the most conducive environment to a conversation. There's not a lot of time allotted for those appointments. And so I always encourage people to, you know, keep a note in your phone of all the questions and things that are on your mind and set up a time to actually have a meeting with your doctor. So it's not in an exam room when you're in a gown, um, when maybe that appointment's already been, the time's already been allotted for. So that way you're, you know, you're kind of brushed aside or the questions are brushed aside or just answered very quickly. I remember when I was pregnant with my twins, like I, I set up an appointment with the, the head of OBGYN to talk to him about my birth options. And so I would encourage you to take that time out or ask for the time, uh, from your practice. And it, it's a red flag if they don't give it to you. You know, if they're not able to sit with you and answer your questions, that's absolutely a red flag. And sort of on that note, uh, Laura, you have experienced many births in many settings as a doula supporting many different women. Have you seen empowered birth experiences that aren't home birth? Have you seen empowered C-sections? Have you seen empowered hospital births, other hospital births? Yeah, like what what makes an empowered birth, right? It's not 
It's not, there's, it's not so black and white, right? It's not a picture of them in a living room catching her baby with her hands unassisted, right? That's not the only way to have an empowered birth or in a, bir- in a birthing tub at your house. You know, for me, the most important parts that I've witnessed in an empowering birth experience is having a say and being part of that decision-making process every step of the way, right? So it's not just in pregnancy and it's not just the decision of, you know, agreeing to have an epidural or not, right? It's every step along the way, having a provider who comes to you with, you know, here's what we're thinking. What do you think about that? How does that, you know, how does that sound and match up against your preferences and choices? And really those things, you know, we we can tell them pretty early on if that's a way that a provider operates. As mentioned before, you know, if you start to see your questions being brushed aside, that's a pretty clear sign that that's what's going to happen to you in the labor process. And um, when we feel stripped of those choices and of the that opportunity to have a conversation about our own care, that leaves a lot of women and moms feeling disempowered. When we when we don't include somebody in the discussions about their own care, um, we're not putting a, a lot of weight on their intuition and the preferences that they may have for this birth. So yeah, I mean, I've seen empower, empowered uh, birth experiences and C-sections, you know, they have a great oppor- opportunity now uh, for the clear drapes, which is a really great way for moms to stay involved in watching that baby be born, even even in a C-section, you know, she can really watch and um, sometimes even put her hands on the baby and do skin to skin right away in an operating room. So it really runs the gamut. And it's not about the way that you you deliver. It's about the way that you're treated through the delivery process. My best friend is a polar opposite of me. Um, she's had just actually we had our children on the same day and she's had C-section with all four four of her kids. So understanding that having a conversation with her and talking about how excited I am about going into this naturally and and making sure that, you know, I wasn't going to be pressured into having any type of pain medication or anything like that. For her, that may sound like a complete nightmare. So the person standing next to me may not have the same vision of what a perfect birth or ideal birth looks like as I do. That's so great to hear. So for those folks that may not have as many choices or may not have the financial resources to surround themselves with additional support, can you sort of elaborate on some of the initiatives that are going on to try to provide better support to moms in your area in Long Island? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a number of different programs that are accessible to all moms. And here on Long Island, we've started a hotline for moms to call uh, when they're in labor or in the early postpartum period that they can access for free. It's staffed by trained doulas, and it's you know an opportunity for you to speak to somebody and get some advice, You know, non-medical advice, of course. But that's a hotline that's available through the United Perinatal Support Coalition. It's an initiative that I've been working on with uh, through the Long Island Doula Association, as well as a couple other organizations on Long Island, who have come together to say, how can we support moms, especially during this time period when we thought maybe moms would be birthing alone or they may be in the postpartum recovery units by themselves without their partners or there may be fewer staff available on site to ask questions to and, you know, also just an increase in anxiety around 
you know, coronavirus and all that. So that's something that's available. We also have a support mentor program that's free where you can be matched with a support mentor to help guide you and answer questions throughout the pregnancy um, and connect you with additional resources that you may need and referral sources. And that's also through the United Perinatal Support Coalition. And then uh, the Long Island Doula Association actually actively uh, maintains a Families in Crisis or Community Support Fund. And that's something that we're able to provide uh, doulas, childbirth educators, and uh, lactation support services at little to no cost to families who qualify. And then, of course, through the Nesting Place, which is the Motherhood Wellness Center that I have, uh, we offer a number of services with everything from virtual childbirth education to a free prenatal support group every Tuesday evening. And we have um, our online fourth trimester support group. That's a six-week group for moms. And we have scholarships available for that too. So I would just encourage, you know, to reach out and ask for resources and, you know, take that extra time to look for them because they, they exist in many communities. That's great. And we will be sharing those resources through Mothership as well with Laura's uh, group at The Nesting Place and various other providers throughout the country that are doing great things for moms to, to provide education and support opportunities. Thank you so much, Laura. So uh, thank you both for spending so much time with me and talking about birth experiences and, and how to make choices about what make sense for for you personally i i just want to conclude by asking if you have any advice one piece of advice that you could give any mom who's on this journey what is the one thing that you would you would recommend right now or laura sorry (laughs) either either both (laughs) either i for me um having been through two completely different birth experiences and i don't want to i don't want to like shame someone who wants a hospital birth because there's definitely a way that my hospital birth could have been an empowering experience for me it was just I think overall the feeling of not being heard and not being part of the process I I felt like my opinion didn't matter so to me I think that finding someone whatever that looks like who listens to you and is willing to to take the time to understand what you're looking for out of your birth and to give you the options. Yeah, and for me, I think I always actually I always start my my birth classes with this quote from a midwife in Canada because it's it sums it up, right? And it it basically says to summarize, you know, this is not just any other day, right? The day that your child is born is something you will remember for the rest of your life. And you will remember if you were listened to and if you felt heard, that's what you're going to remember, not how your birth ended up if you ended up in a home birth or a C-section, right? That's, of course, you'll remember that, but you'll mostly remember how you were made to feel. And that, you know, what we hope for moms is that they walk away from it, no matter what the outcome, um, aside from healthy baby, of course, but with a positive outlook on the experience, feeling like they were part of it and not just you know, a passive person in the room. You know, she's the reason everyone is there. Um, Another recommendation I have is to take a childbirth class. Try to find an out-of-hospital childbirth class, and you'll be able to learn all about informed choice, options for birth, stages of labor, and evidence-based information to help you navigate pregnancy and birth. 
That sounds great. Can you tell us a little more about your online childbirth class, Laura? So in our Childbirth Ed 101 class, we talk about the anatomy and physiology of labor and birth, what you can expect from stages of labor. We talk about C-section, induction. We talk about some tools you can use in labor to support your body and yourself. We talk about informed consent, how you can start a birth plan for yourself, some inspiration for labor, how your partner can help, and we touch on some postpartum planning as well. Thank you so much, Laura and Hillary, and thank you for listening. Learn more about Laura, her resources, and her virtual childbirth class on the Mothership website, www.ourmothership.org. Thank you.